Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Spread the truth! Y'all set you free! You can't handle the truth. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. That's not how the force works. I'm gonna make him an offer, Captain. I'd buy that for a dollar. Hasta la vista, baby. This woman has to be got to the hospital. Hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients. That's not important right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. Hello and welcome to the Creative Control Movie Podcast, episode number 10. In this episode, the team discuss how we would introduce the X-Men and their fellow mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We'd just like to point out that this podcast was recorded prior to the Disney Investor Day on the 10th of December 2020 and before the release of WandaVision on Disney Plus on the 15th of January 2021. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Creative Control Movie Podcast, uh, brought to you by Zito's Gang. This is where we reshape cinema for the better. I'm your host, Kenan Eckler, and thank you for joining us for episode 10. Uh, joining me today, we have series regulars, Sasha and Neil, and I'm also pleased to welcome back Andreas and Chris to the podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, Good hello. Um, right, I had to adjust my notes because I had Chris joining us later in the show. And I thought, oh, yeah, sorry, man. And we also have Chris joining us later in the show. I thought, oh, that sounds really cool. But he's here. For me. So, <laughs> um, I'm just stalking you outside your house in this car. That's yeah, right. he, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a steak out. <laughs> uh, right. Don't say steak. Steak. Dude, no more food. Um, right, so today's episode is the first of a two-part special. So this is the topic the team have been wanting to discuss for a long time. I've been making mm. them wait, putting it off, um, but we finally reached the X-Men in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So for the, now for the casual moviegoer, they may not understand exactly what this means. So it's just going to be a very quick breakdown um, for the casual uh, listener. So back in 1993, Marvel Comics were strapped for cash. And so they sold a lot of their movie rights to their comic book characters, which they sold to X-Men along with Fantastic Four to 20th Century Fox. So all the X-Men movies that you've seen to date have been made and distributed by Fox. Uh, this is why you've never seen a previous team up with uh, Wolverine and Captain America or Cyclops and Iron Man, because they're owned by different studios. Then in 2009, Disney purchased Marvel, um, who had just kicked off their own Marvel Studios movies with the X-Men Iron Man. And with the financial backing of Mickey Mouse, Marvel Studios was able to create arguably the biggest film franchise in history, along with Star Wars, in the MCU, uh, with the success of the Avengers movies and all the solo films. Then, in March 2019, Disney purchased 20th Century Fox, which includes all its movies and its properties. So the rights of the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Deadpool, are all now back in the hands of the original creators, Marvel. So now we can have all the X-Men appear alongside our established Marvel heroes, um, except those who have died. But we all know in comic books and comic book movies that death is not final. Um, and we can see some incredible team-ups. So back in episode three, we discussed how we would introduce the Fantastic Four into the MCU, and I think we did a pretty good job on that. So on today's episode, we tackle a much more probably complicated task and discuss how we, if we had creative control, how we'd introduce the X-Men into the MCU. Um, the second of our two-part episode will feature um, the focus on actors and actresses who have cast in the new roles of the X-Men and their villains. But today it's all about how we're going to get these characters into the MCU. So I'll put it out there. Anybody want to take the reins and go first? Because I know Neil will have like his his script. He'll 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 have it all laid out. Um, Sasha needs to go first, man. I think Sasha can go first. 
Matt has been I, I hate going I first. I hate going first, but um, to be honest, if, if, it ain't broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's mm-hmm. what I say. I say I'm going to say the unpopular opinion. Um, unpopular opinion is is yeah fox had its run fox had some bad x-men fox had some very good x-men mm-hmm. i felt and my personal opinion the original x-men was a great movie for its day um mm-hmm. it its only flaw was that it did feel like a tv movie but it felt like a good tv movie because yeah. we all watched it we were like well they didn't fuck it up um, nah. let's see what they do next and then what they did yeah. next with the budget was x-men 2 which was amazing wow. yeah, i think was, all yeah, across the board everyone film. everyone lost their shit <clears> with fucking <throat> x-men 2 it's still then, one of the probably the best comic book movies yeah, yeah, yeah. Made yeah. ever you know it's in, it's in that top bracket it's a tight and, story tight story man it, it, it focused on what it was doing and got it done yeah really good one. yeah one and of then, the best openings ever as well yeah, yeah. and yeah. then that then you had X-Men 3, which I know I was famous for, like, breaking breaking my... I'm not swearing for a year thing, but I really going nuts at the end of watching that movie by using every swear word in the vocabulary because it was it was that shit. Or, but then that's the key word. It was that shit. I think after revisiting it, after watching what they've done with future movies and stuff, it's not as bad as I once thought it was, you know? Yeah, it's it bad. It doesn't go but... so low. It doesn't go so low on the list well, now. You've got to understand, with X3, <clears throat> they, they marketed it as this is the final film in the trilogy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And back then, comic book movies are what they are now. Um, we weren't sure whether the bubble was going to go burst or whatnot or what they were doing with X-Men, you know what I mean? But, you know, with that in mind, that it was the final in the trilogy and that's the way it went out, that was a bit shit you know especially the way they murk cyclops and a couple of other people and stuff you know it's just a bit just okay. a, just, yeah. yeah yeah and then some bright spot decide to get brian singer back and get to write to co-write and produce and uh, and did x-men first class which going into i was i was not interested in first class i thought the trailers looked sick shit i thought the casting i thought the casting was off michael fassbender had me interested but i was like mcavoy i don't know and then when i walked out that movie theater i was like oh my god that's the best x-men film i think i've ever seen in my life the stuff they did with fucking first class was so good and then they followed that yeah bacon was awesome and then they followed that up with days of future past and i'm gonna say this days of future past just made me hype for more x-men Mm-hmm. Just hype for more X Men, and at that point with Days of Future Past, you You're could either hide. you could either go with with the with the current day X Men, Halle Berry and all of those guys, or you could go with you know the past X Men, McAvoy, yeah. Fassbender, and those guys. Obviously, they chose to go with the young young recruits, and that's fine. And we got Apocalypse, and um, mix bag that. Mm-hmm. Mixed bad. I'm I'm mm. not going to completely slate it because there were also parts of it I liked, but at the same time it was very mixed bad. And then you had Dark <clears> Phoenix, <throat> which kind of looks like it's kind of killed the franchise. I say kind of looked like it's killed the franchise because this franchise had been there, more you know more time, been on the ropes more mm-hmm. time than Rocky Balboa, you know. And mm. I think personally, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't. You know, whenever there's been a shit James Bond, they don't recast, they don't reboot, they keep making the other one. You know what I mean? They, they make shit James Bonds. I don't know. Um, which, which shit James Bond are you talking about? I don't know. Dude, dude, over the years of James Bond films, there's been a few that have been not so great to, you know, We're the movie audience. 
I'm talking about a lot. Okay, if, if, if you want me, you know, they, they, they have been, but you know what they do? They just keep uh, moving forward. They yeah, just keep do, moving do, forward. Do, do. You know, they, the only reason why they rebooted the series was because, come on, it's been 40 years. This guy is meant to be from the Cold War. Modern, you can't get him to be from the Cold War in this day and age, you know, so they had to do something. But with X-Men, I feel that, you know, like I know Hugh Jackman's gone as Wolverine. Most X fans don't want to see him in the lead. Like, don't get me wrong, we love him as Wolverine, but we don't need Wolverine to be the center focus. If Agreed. I was look, if I was looking at MCU and had to introduce him, I would have Storm show up in Black Panther mm-hmm. and have Halle Berry. I would have Patrick Stewart show up and give uh, Hulk some little sessions to do, you know, to try and break his mind barriers from becoming the Hulk, like in the comics. Um, I would have cameos and probably negotiate with Hugh Jackman how many five-second cameos they could get out of him rather than him yeah. carrying a movie. And you yeah. don't even have to get ripped. Just wear that leather jacket. Will they age you? Whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, mm. he doesn't need to be front and center. We've told that story about Wolverine again and again. What we need to do is what I would do with X-Men. I would look at McAvoy, look at Fassbender, who has both openly said they are eager to come back they've said they're they're not done with those characters for the x-men movies standalone movies put them in the past put them in the 80s specifically so we don't ever have to go near dark phoenix fuck that movie you know what i mean fuck that movie so have it canon but have it in an alternative universe timeline since we're going through multitude of madness and you've got deadpool with ryan reynolds still attached you know, he's he's fixing the Fox universe as it goes at the end of Deadpool 2. So maybe Dark Phoenix went with it. And Apocalypse 2, fuck that film. Um, it, with two ways. If you have Apocalypse, as much as I thought it was a mixed bag, the ending had me hopeful for for those X-Men in those uniform. And I felt the young cast that were cast in the roles, I thought they were pretty pretty good. So yeah. I was like, so I was like, you know, let's set it in the 80s, set it with that cast. Mm. boom maybe we could have more faithful adaptations of their of their outfits where's the mcu link well for other movies get in the classic x-men james marsden makes a cameo maybe have hugh jackman show up in spider-man you know but for the main x-men where's that mcu linkage well we've got ant-man out there in the form of michael douglas you got Mm. um you've okay yeah he's old and ancient maybe cgi or hell if you've not seen his son uh, Cameron Douglas making a rounds right now on the TV looks just like his old man. You don't need the CGI with Michael Douglas. Get his son to stand in. Um, you can get um, what's it? Who else is in the eighties? Who's about Peggy Carter? Mm-hmm. Show Shield. Bring Shield into the X Men somehow as a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But in the future, you, we we've had all those X Men movies set in the now. You know, you know, you could probably put one X-Men movie if Marvel wanted to as a reunion kind of movie when everyone's like, oh, when Jackman's probably feeling, yeah, I come back and have them. But give us a decent movie. That's all I ask. Decent X-Men movies. You know, that's all anyone asks for. And under under the MCU banner, we're going to get that. You know what I mean? They're, they're proven. They're not going to fuck it up. I'm kind of remaining hopeful. I get my wish because I know Feige spoke with uh, Stewart. And he spoke with Hugh Jackman. They're, those reports are real because um, Patrick Stewart himself has mentioned it. Um, Stewart's only interested if Jackman's in. That's what it comes down to. But Stewart and said he wouldn't come back. 
He did say he wouldn't come back, but I reckon if Jackman came back, he'd be back. He came back as Picard. You yeah, yeah, that's true. That. You're right. Yeah, he didn't. He did admit to Jackman is Kevin the key. Feige, and he said they did, is the key. Yeah, they they yeah. did. He did admit to meeting Kevin Feige, and he said we did discuss X Men and Charles Xavier. Yeah. But what he said is, if he hadn't have done Logan, he probably would have yeah. come back. But he felt and like Logan was the like, song thing. for his character, and it almost that's... led him to go back into that role for Star Trek with Picard because of yeah. the way that that kind of um you know ended. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think if Jackman was convinced. Yeah. He could be convinced. He could, but another thing is, Chris made an interesting point because those movies have already existed with Patrick Stewart and that. You don't have to have him back. If you were to do a movie or have um, the X Men in the few in the current day MCU, maybe mm -hmm. Professor X is dead. Maybe Cyclops is the yeah. leader of the team. You know what I mean? At maybe the end, at the end, at the end yeah. of at the end of um, X or in the middle of X three, he gets wiped out anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's you know, not. That, but that's not. Future past. Yeah, days of future past. Yeah, he is. But like, you, you, but just you mean for that current wasn't... time period, he's not there. Well, yeah. he's just not there. Like, you know, we, we talk about Jackman. Jackman, it, Wolverine is so easy because Wolverine is just not a member of the X Men all the time. Yeah, the man exactly. has his own life and goes. And he goes out, out, back, and out. Like he's back and forth. He's not. Mm -hmm. part, he's his own person. So that can be. That, you know, if Jackman doesn't want to come back, that's not the issue of the matter. It's not great, mm -hmm. but it's not the worst thing. It's not. It's easy to write that out. It's yeah. not an issue with writing, but you know, I, I think they have the key. But carry on, Seth. I don't need to do your Thunderman. You carry on. But um, you know, I know a lot of people say, "Oh, but there's inconsistencies with the fox with the Foxmen," because you know, obviously, in certain films and stuff, they they've done some stuff um, which contradicts from film to film. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? Days of Future Past did a good job of wrapping all of that up, and you know, so good. And a lot of people that aren't in the know, uh, Wolverine Origins doesn't exist. That's not what happens. They just completely skip that one. That's not involved in the chronological order of any of them. Yeah, it's not canon anymore. Yeah, it's not canon, period. Sash, can I ask a question? What did they, how did they answer the, you know, where where he dies at the, in X-Men 3? They never answered it. So, so with the... They never, they so with credit, you had the post-credit scene of him entering the body of somebody in hospital. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so wow. basically, that person looks like you just hear Stuart's voice. Yeah, exactly. So, but, so basically, then they never touch it, on that again. Yeah. So basically, what it is with Xavier, there's multiple reasons why he's back in Days of Future Past. The main one, like they said, they set that up so that he could transport his consciousness into another body. The other thing, if you look at all the other films, he plays a lot of like. Um, visual tricks on the eyes you know like the bit where him and where, like the bit where him and magneto and all those soldiers are in the back of the van mm -hmm. the, yeah you know the, they open up the they open up the thing and they're not there not that's there. that's the extent of his powers now brian singer has gone on the record of saying that he is the body at the end of uh, x-men 3 but he's using his visual trick you know for the so audience to, and for to people yeah way to look that way that's the official that's the official reason of that but because it's a two and a half hour film they're not going to go in the whole backstory as of why but yeah. you know they've established his powers in previous movies and stuff and you know it's that's that's really it in terms for wolverine origins if you look at days of future past as well um 
the events of Wolverine Origins, if you follow that movie, it should have happened alongside, some of those events should have happened alongside of with Days of Future Past. Mm -hmm. And the fact you have Emma Frost in first class yeah. contradicts Origins in general. They just threw that movie under the bus because nobody liked yeah. it. You know? Um, everyone hated it. Everyone hated it. Jackman hated it. Uh, Gavin, Hood, Gavin Hood, the director, got muscled into doing it. So, you know, even... Yeah, like no one liked it, hence why it gets ripped the piss out of in the Deadpool movies. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that's what I that's what I would do because ideally, as a film fan, and you know, as someone my age, I'm sick of fucking reboots. I'm sick to death of them. Reboot, reboot my shoe, fucking hell! Like I can't, I can't, I can't be asked with these reboots, man. Because after a while, you just want original content. And so far, Marvel have been doing a pretty good job of not rehashing old shit. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather they not. There's only one IP that I want them to, to rehash. Only one. And that's Fantastic Four. Because I believe we have never had a good Fantastic Four movie. And um, that's the Certainly only not the thing. MCU, Bane. MCU would do such a good job with that, those yeah. characters. Yeah, exactly. Um, but with X-Men, X-Men, I say, you know, Stuart, Jackman... Yeah, cool. Give Marston his time to shine, maybe. You know what I mean? But have him in Avengers movies. You know, have him cameo. And give us decent X-Men stories set in the 80s, you know? And give us our real costumes, you know? So, mm. yeah, that's, all, right, that's cool. all I have to say. Okay. All right. Chris, do you want to go next? Me? Uh, no, I can't suppose I could. I mean, my my interest with the, with them is, is similar. Uh, I want to get some some of the things that Sasha is talking about. I think the key is Jackman, I think. And the, actually, actually, he's the key actor to, to sort of link things in. But also, the key film is this multiverse of madness. I mean, the stuff they're talking about with this film, I mean, it, it, just the amount of about like a three-hour just for the cameos one after another. And yeah. like the stuff they reported today about John Krasinski, Tom Cruise, like all the stuff that's been coming around, like what they might be doing. A lot of it is just sites making up something or they might have heard something from somebody somebody's yeah. grandmother who was laying next to somebody else's grandmother well i think these i think these things are kind of true because like a lot of the sources some of the sources seem legit mm. it's hard to, the, to know exactly yeah hard to know exactly which ones they're pursuing which ones are just yeah ideas. that's right yeah john krasinski he has another think, captain america i'm I, like I, nah he's my fantastic mr fantastic i don't i don't want that i don't want that yeah exactly yeah, I don't want it. But that, but that, that, that's it. But the one is that that film is the key thing uh, for me. Is the key thing, and I, I would be looking at that because mm. Wanda's in it. Mm -hmm. So I think we need. I, I'd be looking at the whole uh, uh, Scarlet Witch angle of, and I sat, sat just talked about it before with him personally, like about hiding mutants from detection through her, and she, and we don't even know about it until maybe there is some sort of psychic break through her through the built up through one division of like pressure and then explored in multiversal madness and we come out at the end of that film with this revelation that mutants have been around we haven't noticed and that's the starting point in, in another there. dimension no like no 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 like so like in, in like i don't know how to explain it like to, like wonder's powers allow her to alter reality in the same way as the reality stone did in the gauntlet so she she in some stories she's been able to alter people's perception of mutants as not being there as not being mutants so mm -hmm. they so that it's almost hidden them from being seen mm 
and that can be the start. They might start small with that, and they might, and then you, and then you introduce them through. And at the end of Multiverse of Madness, they do whatever story they're doing with with that, and then one of the one of the one of the trade offs for her, maybe for them saving the day, might be she has to release this, and for that, just to then expose them. It might be the end of that, and then that then leads into exposing them into the more wider world. The other thing about Multiverse of Madness that allows things in is like, oh, we've talked about Spider-Man coming in, but also like a Multiverse of Madness would be perfect cameo for a Deadpool and Wolverine to pop out of one or something, mm. like for five second cameo together. Because they've been building this up and been building this up for years. And yeah. like, it, it, we want it, we all want it. We just, and we don't even care if it's a five second cameo. We just want to see it, we just want our payoff. Like, and then that, if you do that with your know, cameos, you know, do that with Wolverine and Deadpool, that brings both of them into the MCU, short, quick thing, and then you can, that, that establishes that the, the, the X-Men are there. And then you can just go, because of the way Jackman is and the way Wolverine ages, you could then, from that point, jump to where you want to go. Do you want to go with Stuart and McKellen, or do you want to go with um, Barry in um, Black Panther 2, which I think is a great idea as well? Or do you want to go with Marsden? Or do you want to go with the younger younger crowd and go with you know, uh, and go with with um, Fastbender and um, McAvoy? I think from from the multiverse of madness, that's where I would like to see them start to introduce maybe the X Men through through other films. The problem they've got is the slate. The slate after so the slate the Black Widow's coming. Then they, I think, was it Black Widow? Then uh, Black Widow has now been moved to next to May. May. May of next year. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's after Black. I, don't, I can't remember the order of it. Was it Black Widow? Uh, then, you got, then you got Eternals and Shang Chi. Yeah, no, I think you got Shang Chi now first in July and Eternals in November. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Shang Chi then Eternals, and then what? Multiverse of Madness after that? It's yeah, I think that's been pushed back to like about March twenty-two now. Yeah, um, so therefore, like, you've got four sad. films in there before you even get to that, and then and then you've got to think about right. So we can't just we can't focus the entire Marvel universe around the X Men because you want to have Guardians three, uh, Thor, Thor four, Thor four. Yeah, you got four. Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. You got the so, uh, so Spider Man. I, I think we need to be yeah. looking at these things. Thor four could have uh, uh, the, 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 so Thor the galactic ones like Guardians and Thor can actually um, explore um, part of well, something from the X-Men in terms of the Shi'ar Empire mm -hmm. and mention them and link that in and start talking about Shi'ar or meet them or meet, I don't know, hey, have Gladiator turn up at some point or something and just have him in the background or have him as like introduced and not do anything, but you're, you're linking that in, okay? And then, uh, so you, I think there's so many films coming out, there's no, there's no space at the moment in the schedule for um, proper X-Men Marvel film. And they got, hey, I'm going to do it by little hooks. Mm, Chris, one Go thing ahead, I will Neil. say is that with the run of films coming out, of actual films, with yeah. the run of films coming out, none of them, I mean, the slate would technically make them difficult to make, but then you could have different production crews doing it. But I think within the realm of the actual films they don't heavily influence it because yeah, exactly i mean um black widow is set in between civil war and um infinity war yeah mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. eternals is set way way back in the past 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shang-Chi, I don't know when that's set. It might be, I'm pretty sure it's set in present day, but probably due to where the location of it, it probably won't have a heavy, heavy major. Yeah. I agree. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I'm looking at those movies, and also they're, they're already in the way of being done and produced. And the thing is that yeah. they don't link into the X Men at all mm-hmm. uh, in any way, shape, or form, really. Um, and you, there's no reason to have a link. The first mm-hmm. film that you might have a link would be Multiverse, and that and, and that would be the start for me. That'd be the starting point mm-hmm. um, for a couple of things that you, you I would be having. And, and, and I think this is what Sasha was talking to me about, like. Make it purposeful. If you're going to have these different realities or different things coming into the multiverse, make them make them purposeful to do something. So, introduce the X Men or introduce Jackman and and Deadpool as a as a little cameo, so we know that they are there. Mm. Or and then also Fantastic Four. That could be an opportunity to have a different Fantastic Four. Yeah. Or you don't do it. You do a separate movie. But well, that's just it. I mean, I mean the this current phase isn't set moving the marvel story forward the only the only ones that are are thor spider-man mm-hmm. and yeah. uh black panther 2 whenever mm-hmm. whatever happens with that at the moment that's in yeah. limbo for obvious reasons but mm-hmm. those were the three the rest of the films on the slate were there to fill out the universe for like yeah. what uh captain marvel did it was set yeah. in the past um the yeah, movie, which um is another point which i failed to mention the mutant issue maybe mutants are already there we you know we just haven't we just need a prequel to set that up yeah that's that's kind of where i'm that's kind of where i'm headed with it so you go you go okay i'm I'm done so you go yeah so the the way i the way i see it panning out is um i think for me scarlet witch is the key (laughs) um and so we've got obviously um one division coming up that is going to explore Mm -hmm. her powers more her capabilities um if um don't know what the show is going to be about but for me it's going to be her, I would have had it her struggling with the loss of people in her lives, i.e. Um, Vision, her brother, and um, mm. even her father, right? So that's never been explored, um, obviously, in the movies, but that could lay some foundations about this father figure missing from her life and stuff like that, which, if you don't know, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver father is Magneto. So... Yeah. Um, but in Avengers, can I just stop you about Avengers? They, 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 they pursue the angle of because they, because they couldn't use mutants at the time, they pursue the angle of them being engineered. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. You still do it. You still do it through a donor. That is, they, they, they took the, the DNA from Magneto, and then that's led to them being created. Yeah, so it's so still um, their biological father. Yes, yeah, so as Strucker. Yeah, as well Strucker with the um, with the the Tesseract. I think with the sphere, they kind yeah. of yeah, they retroengineered them and stuff. No, like that was the uh, mind stone in Loki's scepter. That's it. That's the one. That so, yeah. but for me they were susceptible to that engineering because they had dormant genes. So Agreed. the way that I kind of see it is that this is all for me. I would kick it off with the Eternals. So the Eternals is this um, basically the mythology with the Marvel Universe is basically godlike cosmic beings uh, who are called the Celestials. They came to Earth and meddled with the DNA of mankind's prehistoric ancestors. Um, and what they hoped to introduce was like uh, newer, more powerful, more genetically diverse forms of life um, to the wider universe. Um, and basically, they've got three forms of life. You've got your um, superior Eternals, you've got the, uh, the Deviants, and the Humans. So the way that I see it is Humans obviously didn't receive the powers that the Eternals and the De- um, Deviants had. But because of their exper- exper- experimentation with 
the human DNA, that those kind of mutant genes are in the pool. So they've yeah. kind of just gone through history, developing, developing, passed from generation to generation, but there's never been a cause or anything that's activated that mutant gene. Yeah. So then what I would have is, because you got the Eternals first and then Doctor Strange is much later, then you'd have multi-verse um, um, as part of Doctor Strange too. And Scarlet Witch is going to have a big appearance in that. And I mm -hmm. would have a moment where her powers kind of basically explode and they mm -hmm. activate the mutant genes yeah. across the world. And Good for idea. me, that is then how you start mutants. So everyone's already had this dormant gene, but they've never been referred to mutants before because you never had them before. There's been other thoughts about how this could happen. You could have done it quicker with um, the snap. You know, it's like gamma radiation from the snap might have activated genes, this, that, and the other. But I would definitely link it into the Eternals because that is very much... Well, you've got a mist as well. You've got a of mists. Yeah, it's going to be set way before mm, coming to Earth is, and yeah. that stuff. So that's kind of how I would do it. And then once all those genes are activated, I would then have individual characters pop up in different movies. So I would completely recast. Um, I don't want... Um, as much as I would love to have seen Hugh Jackman with the MCU, if he's not going to be with my... With, Chris Evans, Captain America, and Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. I don't want it anymore. So for me, that that's kind of past. Mm. Um, Hugh Jackman is a representation of the Fox universe, and so I would steer clear of that. I don't want any of that to do with my MCU now. So as much as I like the casting of the reboot um, in terms of like Cyclops and Gene and um, Beast, Nightcrawler, all that kind of stuff, I thought they were they were really solid, and it's unfortunate. But again, I just wouldn't use them. So for me. Pretty much what they've done with the Avengers, I would have individual characters pop up in different movies, establishing these characters to a point where Charles Xavier is introduced into the MCU, and he will eventually, like Nick Fury, bring these mutants together to form the X-Men for a purpose. So he's going to be going out on a recruiting mission. A little bit like, um, sort of like First Class, you know, where him and Magneto are going out and trying to find yeah. people to join their team kind of stuff. Um, so you kind of have that kind of situation, him going out, popping up in different movies saying, you know, you've got skills, you've got talent, come to my school, I can help you develop them. And that's pretty much what I'd have. So um, unfortunately, as much as I'd like to introduce some characters in Spider-Man, I think because of the rights issues with Sony, that's probably not going to be able to be, to be done. But I think Storm in Black Panther is absolutely ideal. That absolutely makes sense. Um, I think you could have, um, you would have Cyclops um, show up in another movie you can have maybe cyclops show up in a, a disney plus tv show he could show up in uh, the yeah. ronin hawkeye show he could show up in captain america and the winter soldier or falcon winter soldier you can have these characters appear in disney plus shows and the movies to bring them into to the recognition the thing is i agree with you totally about the movie going forward so you almost have your separate x-men and your avengers the new phase and eventually you could have an x-men versus avengers movie so if you want, if that you is want, kind yeah. of how yeah. I would separate them and then what? bring them together. Um, question, we've also no. mentioned, well, just such that we've also mentioned um, in the episode three podcast where we talked about bringing Fantastic Four. We didn't talk about how we'd introduce Doom. So you'd have Doom in the background, who's going to potentially be the big bad. Um, and, you know, you could just introduce these other characters um, in there. Christian Bale, um, he's going to be in Thor Ragnarok. Um, and... You know, so I, but again, his character has not been established. So it's like, who's he going to be and how's that going to play? So there's so many unknowns, like you say, with all these different films coming up that it is it's an open playing field. But yeah, so I'm kind of opposite you guys. For me, it's a brand new clean slate. Um, and I wouldn't even, 
I wouldn't, I, personally, I wouldn't have Deadpool in the MCU. I think that it's, it's too difficult to separate that character from that Fox universe to bring into the MCU. So for you guys, if you're keeping it the establishment, that'll kind of work. But um, I think you'll miss the point of Deadpool by bringing him to MCU. You can have him as a PG-13. You can have him as, a, uh, as that. But with that fourth wall breaking, this and the other, he's so over the top. I'm not sure how he's going to kind of play out with those other characters. Somebody might be able to write it better than me, but me at the moment, I don't see it. That could be something sort of way down the line. Um, but yeah, for me, I probably wouldn't have him in it at the moment. The only two characters I see him with would be a Wolverine or a Spider-Man. Those are the only two characters yeah. I can see him, see him working with. Because uh, Wolverine just wouldn't care what he was talking to for fourth wall. He'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. and then Spider-Man would be like questioning, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, who are you talking to? And that'd be like, that would be what it would be. But like, all I was going to say was, I like your idea of the, 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 the people coming in at different films. I just wonder how much time you're going to have to devote out of these films that's going to be about X-Men. Is it going to be a credit scene? No, no, they'll, 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 be, they'll be supporting, they'll be supporting like... characters. So they'll be supporting characters throughout different movies who potentially I think Marvel will want to utilise sort of like characters not really used before with the X-Men. I don't think they're going to go for the obvious like Cyclops, Wolverine and stuff straight away. No, yeah, I agree. Um, and so when they pop up, you know, probably more characters like Iceman and and and, and stuff like that so give us some chamber yeah and a night crawler you know some some of those i think will get more screen time um in other movies and you know whether they're mutants or whether they introduce it by the weapon x program so what you can have is you could have somebody come in because tony stark is out of the game now uh, we talked about somebody else coming in to try and take over the manufacturing of weapons there's a race for the new super soldier because captain america doesn't exist now um, so it's like, who's going to be the next super soldier? So then you have like this arms race. And part of that is going to be experimentation. So you have the Weapon X program. So then you have all these creations from the Weapon X program that can lead on to other things. So you might have a combination. Yeah, I'd have that. I'd have that. I'd have that. Ones, plus the yeah. mutants. Yeah. I've yeah, just got one mean. question about, because I like your idea, but mm. just so I got it clear in my head. So the, the mutants... In, in your sort of like concept, they haven't been around since like the 70s or 60s. They literally, well, I mean, they're, they're, the mutant gene is dormant, but mm-hmm. like Professor X will find out, oh my God, I've got the power to read minds and whatever mm-hmm. after the snap mm-hmm. happens. So what I would probably say for someone like Xavier and Magneto, they are probably, they might have been exposed to something which turned their mutant gene on quicker. So much like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, they've been through something, either a traumatic event or something like that, which has kickstarted that mutant gene. Because they are so powerful, their mutant gene was able to be exposed quicker. And that's how I'd explain it. And because of because of their strength and power. So where others it needs well, scientists. Oh, they're scientists and they, and they and they played around with stuff and they gamma and they radiation plays a huge part were, in yeah. Okay. yeah, so like you've got Hulk who was by gamma. Yeah, gamma radiation stuff, they were tracing it, but in the Infinity War Endgame. So gamma could be a big guy, so they could have been exposed to something, yeah. So that's how I'd kind of do it, but it's probably going to be more like a traumatic event, um, which brought out their their genes kind of stuff. Um, And that's how I'd have it, but everybody else is just learning. And as a consequence of the snap is, right, we've had all these people come back into our lives, but now we've got these new people that we didn't bargain for. And so that's when you have the you have that conflict with the races that we've had this whole population back. They're trying to get back mm-hmm. onto their feet and 
reestablish themselves and reestablish the world because everything was from half back to full. But now you've got this kind of new species. And so people are back, but now they're jealous of some of these other people that have developed all these mm. kind of powers. And it becomes a scaremongering thing. They're scared of the unknown. And, and then that you whole kind of have that race hatred thing going on. And that will play but very much into like the movements that you've got of Black Lives Matter and everything these days. You know, that mutant, you know, hate crime and that kind of stuff. So that, that could play really well in today's, you know, kind that of. That is a powerful part of the X Men universe, is that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's a powerful story in this thing from the X Men of, of how. Oh, oh, and that was part of the whole message of the comic was mm -hmm. about accepting people for differences and not and not doing that. So that's that, yeah. I think that has to be a key part yeah. of any any if we're talking about like a, a standalone X Men movie in the in the in the future, mm. that has to be a key part. Almost like a civil war moment, like where like you know they're, they're passing laws are good, you know, and we go yeah. uh, you know they resurrect they resurrect the Sentinel program at some point or something similar. Yeah. You see what I mean? You know what I mean? Or the MCU version of Sin. Yeah, and that's and that's where you could have like probably won't happen because of the rights, but that's something I'd have had like maybe Norman Osborn involved in. But you could have Von, you know, well, Norman Doctor Osborn comes in after and stuff like that. You know, yeah. so there's so many characters who can pave the way who are wanting to, you know, get in on the money aspect and the control mm -hmm. aspect following the fallout from the resnap, basically. The thing for Norman Osborn is that he could come in after Weapon X thing mm -hmm. and he could be like they, they went they, they, Captain America's gone. They can't find super soldiers, so they go to Weapon X. Mm -hmm. That leads to the X Men series. They then obviously cut. That's a big disaster for them because mm -hmm. uh, it creates all these mutants. And then, whilst Norman, you know, whilst Norman's been being built behind the scenes of all these other films as this businessman, you because originally, you know, the, 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 that, that has that had links to making him stronger, the gas, mm -hmm. and then that leads to that development, which then leads him down that path. Yeah, I think. You know, we're playing the video game with Spider-Man. He needs to be a normal guy first and yeah. then be led down that path. But anyway, getting back to X-Men, I think you know, your ideas are, are really good as well. I do like them. Cool. And I, right. I think, I think you said, wonder is key. Yeah. Um, yeah. Andreas, Neil, who's going to go? I've just been staring at Neil in that same position. <laughs> way to explain I know. I'm just like <laughs> just waiting for everyone. And he's, he's like, like yeah. <laughs> if you're Neil, listening to the podcast and you're not actually watching it, Neil is pretty much had his hand on his chin the yeah. whole time, just nodding along. Capone villain. Taking it in, thinking, I might like that, I don't like that, yeah. I maybe agree with that. I don't he didn't like any of what we said. Quiet. He's not like he's anything. Like, he's like, right. <laughs> and he's just going to lay out. So, <laughs> so come on, Neil, it's your Andreas, time. I tell you what, Andreas, you go first. Okay. Okay. I'm Neil's going to blow the bombshell. <laughs> you won't be able to follow Neil, so you better go. I'm not going to be able to follow Neil. So go so, and mine's gonna be pretty quick, I reckon. Um, look, I'm not a massive expert on X-Men. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't, I haven't read many of the comics. I've read a few of the graphic novels, and obviously, I'm a big fan of the movies. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I just, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use any of the Fox cast. Mm -hmm. It's done mm -hmm. Be because mm -hmm. uh, one Logan was the perfect send-off. It's one of my favorite comic book movies ever. And I think um, that's why Sasha wants to bring him back is he didn't like Logan. Okay, but that's fair enough. I, I adore Logan. Mm. I like it better than The Dark Knight. I know someone's, you know, punched me in the face, but <laughs> I just do. I just, I, I love Logan so much. Well, um, in the comments. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it was just a good send off. And then everything else just became so convoluted with the time frame that it's yeah. just they've had a good run and 
it's just ended on such a sour note now, and and they're all getting on in age. Yeah, just yeah, it's time. It. I, I do agree. Yeah. It's, it's time. It's, just leave it. So essentially, uh, that's my main thing: new cast, new characters. Ignore what's happened. That's done. We had we had some really good movies, uh, um, and what I would do is. I kind of liked your concept. I was thinking of that as well with, um, you know, tying it in with the Eternals because they got, they've got a lot of films coming out mm. first. So they're not going to be able to jump into it straight away, but no. they should be leaving, sort of just putting the groundwork in. And that whole thing about when the Eternals went back, created, not, when the Celestials thousands of years ago created Eternals and Deviants, there was this, Thing in between of humans that sort of got a little bit of the power, yeah. which is the X-Men gene. So my only thing was, when do they wake up? Like, when do they become mutants? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. If they've always been, then surely they would have joined in the fight in Endgame, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. But yeah. you look at you look at you look at the woman from uh, was it the uh, the Eternal one? What's that one from them? Doctor Strange, and like she, I think she her role. Just showed that people with powers, or the Asian one, thankfully. Yeah, the, the Asian one. She was there. She could have had yeah. a bigger role in that. Yeah, but she right. realized. But then I suppose she was a guardian of a stone and realized that she wasn't meant to at that time. So mm -hmm. I understand that she didn't. But like, I suppose you're right. I mean, a young a young X man who's just got their powers, like a Cyclops, or even Alex, a Havoc, like an Alex Summers, wouldn't think twice about jumping in. So that is an interesting point. Because that, so that, that's the only thing that I get stuck on. Have they been around for a while? And mm -hmm. if they have, which, you know, which of them have? And why didn't they help the Avengers in that fight to save the whole universe against yeah. Thanos? And, and that's why I can't think of them being around before, because Tony Stark picked Spider-Man. Yeah. He found this person. He found a guy, yeah. Even though he was like 15, 16 years old. So if there are other people out there with this kind of powers, you would have gone to recruit them. His technology so, would have known about it. Yeah. So it, it you know, kind of I actually I actually had a I actually had an idea about that. I actually had an idea about that. All right, but we'll come back to that. No, right, but I'll make no but you know what, considering what I positioned, it would make no sense. Right. Okay. So it's like one of those ones where oh, that'd be nice, but but well, I'll get back to it later. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. So taking that angle out, then I mean, I know we said Doctor Strange, it will make sense for a film down the line like Doctor Strange to then awaken the XG. Have the event. Yeah, the event. I mean, I thought of the snap, but then... Uh, that, the snap that, can still be referenced. Yeah, I think the snap can yeah, still be referenced. Yeah, the snap. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I, I don't, I, it's such a seminal moment. Yeah, because it was only briefly touched on in Spider-Man, you know, just in terms of people popping up and... <clears throat> Yeah, okay. so essentially, exactly. new cast, that Eternals thing, uh, the, the Celestials plant, the, the X gene, it's been there for, for you know, thousands of years, mm -hmm. and some event, it could be the snap, it could be whatever happens in um, the multiverse. multiverse, triggers it, and you've got, um, you've now got mutants, and I agree with you, Chris, that it's really important, though, that they that they use the themes of what X-Men was about, which was, you know, 
the differences in people and, mm. and civil rights and, and, and all of that. Which characters I use, I don't know. I'd like it to be X-Men that I haven't seen before on the screen. You guys know more about them. Just because it just might, just, just might be fresher to start with something like that. But And this is a question for you guys because you know much more than me. Does it not make sense to lead with Professor X and Magneto? Like, are they the foundations and the staples of that universe? They're just two sides of the same coin. That's what that, that's been the old thing about them. They they both want to protect mutants. One wants a more a more. It's almost like a Malcolm X, Martin Luther King thing. Yeah, yeah, Malcolm yeah. X was more militant about what he wanted. He would do. Good. He, uh, Magneto wants to do whatever it takes to protect mutants. He'll right. do whatever it takes to protect mutants. And Charles just won't do that he were there are things that he won't do that that, that he wants to protect mutants as well so it's this kind of they both come from a, a, a good place and that's what the prequel ones the um first class days of future past did really yeah. well yeah, they yeah really they explored that relationship between the two of them and how they are two they are wanting the same thing but have got have got are coming to it and i get that i can put it yeah, and but I think for me, yeah, they, if they did a mix of characters, if they did, um, you know, like you know, to be honest, like Gambit hasn't had much screen time. Yeah, um, um, I mean, you know, we could we we need a good rogue, and rogue is somebody you could probably bring in Captain America too. Um, you well, know, Captain Marvel too. Sorry, that's what I meant. Sorry, Captain Marvel too. You want to kill off yeah. Carol Danvers? Danvers? In Why not, man? Film? You yeah, don't want her to have a. Have you don't want to. You don't want her to have a trilogy? You can have her as the, it's rewritten, but you can have her as the villain potentially, you know. And so there's there's different ways of yeah. these characters in. And like I think what I would do is I would have key people in the X-Men universe established first. So I would have Magneto and Professor X in the background right. before then. I would kind of probably yeah. put people like um like Sebastian mm -hmm. Shaw and um striker for weapon x and kind of these other people in the background first the, the reference x-men but don't are not directly x-men yeah, i agree exactly and then and then you know start seeing and then talking about these people with abilities talking about mutants and have the name dropped a couple of times then um, go to eternals and uh, and then yeah once eternals kind of establishes the actual mutants as a name and as a thing then um, you know that could be it could just be a throwaway couple of lines in the movies you know it's like they've mutated they're starting to mutate this and the other that is very much something that just opens the door um and yeah then i would i would yeah like i said i'd have xavier and magneto been around for a little bit a little bit longer in the background they've been like studying their powers trying to develop it because obviously they're friends first and then they go on a recruiting mission and then they're the civil rights thing starts to divide as they find more and uh, more and more people like them coming out of the woodwork they start dividing in terms of their past and their mythology and the way they think they should be treated so um i just found, i found like that they're having xavier as someone who is involved in politics or sort of some level of politics yeah. and not being known to be a mutant was the important part because mm -hmm. he's already established relationships the same with beast you know beast managed to break that wall between the human government and mutants um, mm -hmm. Really well, and that, in the comics at least, and, and that was kind of part of his character was a go-between as well. I just yeah. feel like um, I totally agree with a lot of things that you said. I, I, I think we, we were edging towards, and maybe like I said, for me, like I'm moving back away from like um, anything but a cameo for 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 a Wolverine. That's it, and only a multiverse because you can look at different different characters or different versions of characters, yeah. and that's it. 
I mean, that would be that. I mean, and, and I, it, actually, I could even have it as like a post-credit scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I would go ice. Yeah, I would go Iceman, Angel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe Mimic, um, Polaris, mm, these kind of characters. Shadowcat. Yeah, exactly. And and just just go with these characters to start with, and then you know your other your other major ones can come in later on. Yeah, it's a shame because like you know like I, I, uh, Psylocke is a great character that could be used more as a more established member of a team. Um, it just depends on how you approach it from a from apocalypse, etc. Yeah, but like she is such a major character in the era that Sachs is talking about. Would this... you want to say more than that, Sachs? Mm. Well, what you could do, what you could do is if you really wanted to retcon it a little bit more, they've got another year now before Black Widow comes out. They could do a post-credit scene of um, whatever it come, whatever force she's trying to battle with um, is a, a scene in Russia of them experimenting on somebody which could turn yeah. out to be um, Colossus or something like that. You know, so you, you what it's I think is the balance of them experimenting on people plus the actual ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's, that's kind of where I am. And the only other thing I'd say is it sounds like there's so many characters and storylines to do with X-Men that you could also have uh, multiple shows on Disney Plus as yeah, well absolutely. as the screen time. But that's it. I'm ready for... I'm ready I'm for this, roll out the red I'm carpet. I'm ready for the <laughs> fanfare. No. This, uh, is Neil, this is when Neil's like, I don't mind. Nah, <laughs> hold my beer. Well, you know what I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you guys, but really and truly, I didn't come up with anything. Kevin Feige was listening to this podcast. He was waiting for your pieces, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm waiting for this, man. So, all right. My first thinking was how to bring, how to establish the mutant gene mm-hmm. in the world, MCU. And my idea was it pretty much like, you know, I was sitting here listening. The reason I was keeping my mouth shut is I was sitting here listening to all of you and I was like, shit, these guys have like a similar idea to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Is the way I do it is the events of Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, mm. them and WandaVision, those two shows mm. set up. Uh, those, those are the two biggest points, mm-hmm. but I guess at the same time, Eternals could be somewhat a part of that in the X genes existence. And Almost the backstory of where they where the genes came from. Yeah. Yeah. So it was as you guys have already mentioned that the Eternals have when they planted their little seed in the earth or you know experimented with humans, that they essentially put in the the ability the gene to be greater mm. right you know you know evolution goes millions and millions and millions of years you know so many things happen with evolution that it you know it manifests in a variety of different ways so that is point one point two is with the events of one division it's because i mean I'm, I'm speaking of someone who's seen the latest trailer yeah so with the mm. latest trailer the understanding is that it's wonders maybe it's say her fractured psyche but the main crux of it is is that her powers have brought vision back yeah right but 
other people know that he is dead. He just doesn't know. That is seemingly what I've digested from the trailer. So I would say basically that by the end of one division, Wanda is have her psyche is just breaking down bit yeah. by bit by bit by bit. And multiverse of madness, how I would have it is in it's the multiverse. So I would have it that maybe say her, maybe she's traveling through all these multi different multiverses. And Doctor Strange is basically chasing her through these multiverses, mm, yeah. trying to get her back to try and help her, mm -hmm. right? That's kind of what's going on. And for Wanda, it's like every universe, every verse that she gets into, it causes her to see something different. And I would have it that maybe maybe she could find Vision in one of them. And then that's they, the problem. She doesn't take vision back. I had an, and an yeah, one image I had in my head was her getting to one one world in which she um she sees Quicksilver alive, mm -hmm. you know, but in that world she sees him and he's alive. And when he sees her, he just sees her and he's like, "Hey, you know." gives her a hug as normal and he's mm. like what's wrong with you why do you look so sad you look you know you make the line you know you look like you haven't seen me in a million years or whatever it is right and she'll you know and then you know it's her mind cracks a bit and it's like well look you know the exploration of her powers and things but basically in the long-winded way what i'm leading up to is that she goes to one universe where Doctor Strange still has the Eye of Agamemnon, which is the Time Stone, as we know. Mm -hmm. And she basically gets to a point where that stone gets used. And because of the nature of the Time Stone, which is rewinding or forward in time or whatever, it's used in such a way that in relation to her powers, something she does re- basically activates the mutant gene yeah. Mm -hmm. in such a way that people have the mutant gene mm. now and to tie all of this up to the snap it's that that massive cosmic force of snap every half people are gone snap hot those that same half have returned yeah, yeah. it basically supercharges her it, it supercharges her ability but it also supercharges what the Eternals put in, that gene of being able to become greater. Yeah. So what happens is that when, at, by the end of Doctor Strange 2, we arrive back in the normal MCU world, mm -hmm. the, the normal world that we know it as it is now. Yeah. We arrive back in that time and mutants exist. Mm -hmm. Right, that's, yeah, yeah. but that is we haven't even got to the movie of the X Men or or mutants, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how we bring it in, and mm. then when we transition from that to the X Men movie, I mean, I love the idea that Ken had of you introduce everyone individually, quite you know slowly. It's the process. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's. Like, obviously, yes, this is creative control. And this is if we were sitting in, you know, the, the, the chair yeah. above Kevin Feige and we're like, well, you do what we tell you, <laughs> you know. 
that's how it goes. But I kind of, my outlook is really and truly, you've got Disney Plus, I would make a, a, a string of short movies, mm. you know, to introduce you to certain characters that you need, mm. who yeah. maybe won't have their backstory delivered to you mm. in the film, mm. right? Now, we have now reached the film, mm. and the way I would do it is, so mutants have been popping up bit by bit throughout time mm -hmm. but because it's literally it'll it'll be like one sure. you know or like frost or like emma frost like one yeah person. or like maybe it's you know a few it's a few individuals who've popped yeah. up or maybe no one of such a magnitude level of you know you say your magneto your jean gray they haven't really been popping up it's like the first couple popped up and maybe you know we established that there are obviously certain individuals who have been around a really long time mm -hmm. and they have massive amounts of power but it's it's due to the snap it's sped up so now mm -hmm. you know it's every couple of weeks people are becoming mutants people are popping up with these yeah. abilities and it does it happens under stress so you know yeah you're in a you're about to be in a car accident boom you've got powers you're yeah. and what it is is the world's governments so we established that mutants are just randomly popping up and what this does is the world's governments are having a really tough time with it because you know there have been major incidents you know like teenagers suddenly becoming mutants in the middle of an exam in school into flaming for something yeah yeah you know your power manifests and suddenly you know your the, the psychic blast of energy that you didn't know you have it was like makes you know, everyone in your in your year group catatonic for mm -hmm. for a month or something mm -hmm. so it's these things are happening and they're having a lot of issues in dealing with it and what then comes from that is the um the us Basically, we get to a point where we find out that the Sokovia Accords don't, uh, they don't cover mutants, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because the way the Sokovia Accords are set up, these are people who are, they're enhanced, mm -hmm. but virtually all, virtually all of them were given their powers in some way, shape or form, whether it was, you know, a gamma ray accident, whether it was a super soldier serum, whether it's just a suit of armor, whichever way you look at it, they were gifted these powers. These, the mutants are, these are just regular people who were born and at some point in their, yeah. their life manifest powers. So they're not covered by it. And what that leads to is the, U the United States decides to draw their own remixed awesome. version. Yeah, which is the Mutant Registration Act. Yeah, test mm. and trace. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and exactly. Yeah, so they're kind of like really kind of pushing that propaganda. And what it means is that they're painting mutants as a problem sort of like you know like you know is your neighbor a terrorist it's like, is yeah, your yeah. neighbor so they're they're pushing that agenda and it's obviously the public's perception is that mutants are dangerous mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so that's the world that we've set up we now my focus of the story i know people are saying we want new mutants my focus of the story my number one character is cyclops 
Scott Summers mm-hmm. because he's never had a fair shake in the X-Men world. True. He's right. always been he the was, tool to he, use to push Jean Grey's character yeah. on Wolverine. Yeah, I just think was, and the young one, like you said, in the films, the young one actually they kind of developed his character really well yeah. in the first few films, and like they really paced it out from from like was it from uh days not days of future days of future past or is it from uh, no, uh, apocalypse apocalypse where they where they find them and they go back and no it's days of future past where they go mm-hmm. back and they find it's the weapon X and they find. Weapon X, and then, and then the kids are in. Yeah, the, that's in apocalypse. The, yeah, that's apocalypse. Apocalypse is it fine? Apocalypse, fine. Mm. Yeah, but it's he, like I, I feel bad for him, but yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Not a good stab of the stick. You've never had a fair shake, and in my opinion, if we're talking about X Men, not the mutants as a population, but the X Men, that mm. team, that group, outside of Cyclops, is the most important character. He is the leader of the X-Men is the field leader. He's the guy, you know, yes, when Charles Xavier is about, he's the boss, mm-hmm. but Charles ain't going on missions. Charles is yeah. sitting there with his head in Cerebro, kicking back, you know, watching, you know, watching YouTube clips and, and Facebook updates of, of what's going on. <laughs> Cyclops is the man on the ground yeah. telling him like, yeah, Storm, this brother, you know, Gambit, go get him, right? He's the guy setting up. So I'm like, we need a real heavy establishment on him. My establishment is that he is, he's young, younger than he's been portrayed. How, how, how old? I'm gonna, I want, no, yeah, I want like 1920. I want early, uh, I want really like old enough to drink, but, you know, not old enough to have some, some miles on this soul, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but what I have is, this is a, this is a very different Cyclops than we've got. He's a man on he's a man on a mission, and that mission is to locate his brother. Yeah, right. right? He's looking for Alex Summers. You don't really he is you know he keeps it close to the chest. Why? But we he's looking for him, and we have him. We find him in a bar, and on the TV screen is a news report. The news report is talking about the mutant issue, mm-hmm. and they bring up Dazzler. Mm-hmm. They bring up the fact that Dazzler, you know, was this huge pop star, like we're talking Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga, massive. It's been been exposed that she's a mutant. Mm -hmm. So her career is now in the toilet. What's her power? What's what's this mutant's power? She sings sings and shit. (laughs) She she can basically make light shows. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Nothing, nothing, nothing like dangerous. Like unless you're really yeah. close well, by, you blind you. But like, every every the thing is every power can be dangerous depending on how it's used, right? Yeah, like, like it's it's laser beams from the eyes, though, is it? Like, I mean, like, yeah. And then we find so basically we find out all the fireworks that have been going on in her live shows is actually her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah. That's what we find out. Is she like, actually shows her. up in uh, Dark Phoenix, doesn't she? she yeah, she does. Yeah, she's that villain, yeah. right? Yeah. So we established that she's in it. She's been outed as a mutant. That's the end of her musical career. And, you know, they talk about, they're interviewing different people about the mutant issue. And those people are like, well, you know, some people are like, look, man, you just got to let people live. You know, it was like, you know, where was all of this outrage when, when you know, the Hulk was there in New York? Where was all of this outrage when Tony Stark was around? Where was all of this outrage when this person yeah. showed Making the point of, you didn't care about people with powers then, so why do you suddenly care now? And 
Well, wouldn't it that that one person kind of brings up, he's like, you know what, I kind of miss the days when, you know, Captain America and Iron Man dealt with this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just to, you know, because I think one issue that the MCU, well, I feel it has at this present moment, but I say it has considering there's one film that has come post, mm-hmm. you know, Endgame, and that is there isn't real significant heavy referencing worldwide about the fact that Captain America and Iron Man are no longer about. Yes, yeah. in Far From Home, it's related. Like, you know that there's a there's a, a documentary movie about Iron Man and there's murals everywhere about him. But really and truly, it's it that's seen through the eyes of like, oh, well, this is how it's affecting yeah. Peter Parker, who was, you know, mentored by Iron Man. You're like, there's no mention of Cap whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cap, so, Cap situation is more because he, he gives, like, they're going to end up at some point dressing up Wilson as Cap. So that, Cap America, Cap yeah. America might be Steve Rogers, but then again, mm-hmm. his actual person, his actual person, that persona, Steve Rogers, is not known to the public. It is Captain America. Yes, no, he, he is. is Cap- no, he's known as yeah, yeah, Steve yeah, Rogers. But the character of Captain America will be appearing again. Yeah, it's like a matter yeah. of yeah. So, like, yeah, that, that might that... explain why he's not in it, not, not as well um, mourned, so to speak. Yeah. Because the character is still around rather than the man. Yeah. I just, but I think, yeah, but with that, my outlook was that the pub, a, a large number of the public are Looking unwelcoming of you know, of Sam Wilson as Cap. Probably. You know, like, obviously, there'll be there'll be some undertones of saying that it's because he's Black, you know, there's racial issues, but I think there'll also be other undertakings of, you're not a super soldier, you really and truly have no powers, you have wings, okay? <laughs> Great. But there'll also be things of, like, you're, you're not as well-trained, you're not in the position that Captain America was to be that guy. So you know, put them in play, but it's, I, I digress. But the thing is, in this bar, yeah. what happens is I want it that all I'm going to say is a red-headed woman enters the bar and immediately, and, you know, she sees Scott and she's, you know, they they begin talking, you know, like she sees Scott and he's just like, hey, who's this one? You know, kind of, it, you know, so it's a little, yeah, he gets it, you know, gets gets the juices flowing. <laughs> he then goes, you know, he goes and he has a little chat with her. And at first it will seem like he's approaching her. But obviously it's more she's trying to draw him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like she's like, you know, she's kind of drawing him in. And she's like, well, you know what? Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should go here or something. And like... He just essentially kind of catches a vibe that maybe this isn't the best way to do things. Maybe this isn't mm. what you can do. So he kind of like back. backed off. I probably have it that what it is is she's like, oh, well, you know, let me see those, you know, like, let me see your eyes, basically. Like, let me see those baby blues. Because, yeah. So because what I have happening with Scott is he's always wearing sunglasses, mm. as you do. But because they're not the Ruby Quartz glasses, what it is, is 
his he basically just burns through glasses. He burns through sunglasses like they're nothing. But it takes time. So, you know, when I say that he burns through them, it's like, um, think Iron Man 2, think the chest plate, how Tony was just burning through them over and there, and he had like a yeah, shit ton yeah. of them. So it's like in Cyclops's bag, he has a shit ton of sunglasses because he's just burning through them over and over again. Yeah, just not so, them Oakleys because he wouldn't be able to afford them every five minutes. When you're yeah. So it's, you know, it's just that, thing of, you know, like maybe every every couple of okay. hours, so he changes them. So, you know, she's kind of like, oh, let me see glasses. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's all right. And then he gets up and he, he, he leaves. Or he's, you know, he basically is like, oh, nah, I'm out. I gotta go, right? So yeah. he goes to leave, and she kind of catches up with him, so to speak, in the parking lot. And he's like, "Look, lady, it's all right. You know, I'm I'm not interested." Because the woman then changes into another person. It's you know, it's Mystique. Mystique is the person that who he was broaching, yeah. and she's basically like, "Look." I asked nicely, but now I'm not asking. You're coming with me, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And, you know, he basically is like, nah, bollocks to that. Goes, he starts using his powers. So, you know, like he immediately is like, yeah, yeah. you ain't like this. Whips off the glasses. And I just wanted it that, you know, he goes to blaster and then the powers just fade to nothing. And he's like, what's that and she's just smiling at him and she's like yeah because you know i'm not alone lo and behold she has another mutant with her leech right i'm basically flooding this movie with x-men with with mutants right she's got leech with her leech's powers is to to dampen other mutants powers Leech leech uses his powers he can't do anything and another mutant joins in to basically capture him. That mutant is Gambit. I have Gambit turn up. Gambit basically, you know, conks Scott out, he's out, and they're like, oh, well, that was easy. Let's go, you know? So they kind of like, let's get him in the car and go about our business. And I have... So I need to double check who I had. Yes. Love it. <laughs> yeah. And I basically have um morph turn up. Mm-hmm. So what happens morph is like out. yeah. So what happens is basically Mystique is like, oh, I left something in the bar. So she goes into the bar to get whatever it was she's left. She walks back out and she's like, all right, you know what? Give me the keys. She takes the keys from Gambit. She just gets in the car and just drives off. And he's like, all right, cool why are you leaving me here and she's like no just stay here for a minute she drives off the real mystique comes out and it's like what are you doing like where's the car where's the guy and all of that morph has basically jacked morph basically came out and stole scott from underneath them and we then we from that scott wakes up and he's like in the car and he's like where am i Morph is just like, look, it's all right, dude. You're cool, you know. Like, everything's everything's peachy, you know. I'm taking you somewhere safe and all of that. Takes him to the X mansion. I'm gonna try and speed this up now. Takes him to the X mansion. He he's at the mansion and he meets, you know, the X Men. 
but the X-Men he meets, so he, Morph is on the X-Men team. He's met Morph, and he comes across, the other X-Men that he comes across are Beast, Nightcrawler, Dazzler, Jean. Those are the X-Men that he comes across. Because the way, uh, the way I have it is like I, I'm I'm creating a divide. I'm creating a reason why I've chosen these X Men. Yeah. And, um. So he he meets them, and then you know he gets led, and he meets the professor, and you know Gene is sort of like think the way Gene is in regards to meeting Wolverine that she's kind of like she's helping him out and like I'm gonna help guide you into this. She's trying to bring him in, and. He's really just like he's not interested. He's just like, no, nah, I don't. I am not going to borrow this. Like mutants are yeah. dangerous, you know. And it's like, well, we're not that dangerous because are you dangerous? He meets Professor Xavier, and Xavier's like, Scott, let me holler at you. Let me talk to you. And he basically he trying he basically gives us a lot of exposition. A lot of exposition comes from him meeting Professor X, and he's like, look what do you know of mutants and he was like i know that they're dangerous i know i'm dangerous i know this i know that he's talking 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 he's like no look i bring you some exposition it was we've been around a while right and he was like you know some yeah. people say snap some people say we just manifested some people say x y and whatever they say right and it's basically he gives them the spiel the the exposition of it and he's like, look, what's going on right now is that there are people, mutants are disappearing, right? And what I'm trying to do is create a, a safe haven for mutants, yeah. right? Mutants are being taken, they're being stolen away, and I'm trying to create a safe haven. I want yeah. you to be here to be safe. And if you can, I would like to help you use your powers, be a benefit for all of, of mankind, Despite human and mutant. I would, you know, it gives him, you know, gives him, you know, the pitch. Yeah, he gives him the Xavier pitch. And like, this is my Scott Summers. So he's not really feeling it at all. He's like, look, I don't care what you're telling me. All I care about is finding my brother. Right? So that going through now, I've, I've glossed over one important thing, which was when he is um, being seen to by Jean, as in, you know, getting his medical once over, she inadvertently goes into his mind. Yeah. Because maybe it's like he's talking about his brother or something. She goes into his mind and discovers why he's so adamant about finding his brother. And we find that he basically was at an orphanage and yeah, yeah. him and his brother were at an orphanage the head of the orphanage was you know a super bad person and he winds up running away like the, the person would kind of torture them you know like mental torture a little bit of physical to think of the way uh fire fist got it in um in deadpool 2 yeah yeah right? to a kind of similar degree, there's an orphanage and people are being, you know, the kids are being punished. And that teacher was kind of like allowing the other children to bully Scott Summers. So he was kind of, you know, torturing him, basically prodding him with a stick to see how he worked. So that's what she's seeing. 
the whole thing's going on, uh, you know, at the mansion. Now we cut back to Mystique and Leech and Gambit who get back to their base of operations. And it's like, when they get back, Sabretooth, who's one of the mutants who's there, he's like, uh, why are you coming back empty-handed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, why are you coming back empty-handed? And it's sort of like, she's like, well, you know, shit happened, didn't it? And he's like, you see, this is why I should have gone with you. And then Mystique makes the point of being like, yeah, the boss wanted people, wanted the mutant back alive. And my saber tooth, you know, he's just like that super evil, I'm happy to be evil, see you, you know, see you NT. And he's like, look, you can be alive. You don't need your legs to be alive. So I've never brought anybody back completely dead. Maybe they're missing <laughs> two limbs, but it's nothing the boss can't fix. And she's like, yeah, whatever, mate. And she goes off. And at this point, we see the group, which consists of Gambit, Mystique, Sabretooth, Leech, and Rogue. Mm. Right? Uh, sorry, Rogue, Callisto, and Havoc. Yeah, Havoc, yeah, exactly, yeah. Now, the reason I have those characters is because, again, I'm building up a divide. And the divide I'm building up is that Depending on your experiences, mm -hmm. depends on how susceptible you are to going to who you go to. Yeah. So, yeah. you That's know, it's like, case. yeah, but the reason I have Beast and um, the reason I have Beast and Nightcrawler on the X-Men is because they are immediately ostracized because one is blue and furry and the other is blue with a long devil-like tail, right? So they can't fit in society and they're abused and like I have it that they both kind of admit well Nightcrawler admits that he was there's a mutant underground basically yeah there's a group of mutants who are underground you know and as Scott is meeting all these other people he discovers this he's like yo you know what do you mean there's a mutant underground and he's like look you know there's there's places everywhere in every major city where underneath you know, like when you've got a homeless popula population, you've got like a hidden mutant population of people who just keep to themselves and survive, basically. Maybe it's because they look so different, they can't possibly hide in plain sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what's going on. And um, with, you know, everything's going now, now. And we hear the boss speak we don't we don't get to see them right but we hear the boss speak and we clearly get told it is not magneto magneto is not the boss right mm. back to the mansion right because you know the boss is like oh well you failed me and i'm pretty annoyed by that but don't worry like i've always got more like there's always more people that you can find and you're back at the mansion, as I said, Scott's being given the 411 on the X-Men and mutant kind and all the things that basically the general public need to know. And he then, uh, basically Professor X kind of like utilizes his ability just a bit to make Scott susceptible and make him more willing Suggested. to open up and say like yeah what it is so he breaks down everything about like yeah this is why you know i'm looking for my brother and whatnot 
So he's kind of, you know, he's pissed off with everything that's going on and he leaves the X mansion and I have it that Morph and Jean follow him. Mm. Sinister and the rest of the Marauders turn up, but this time it is Alex Summers who turns up and he's like, hey, hi, bro. You know, a little skirmish ensues. Yeah, you know, a skirmish ensues and the result of that skirmish is that Jean and Morph uh, well, Morph is killed, but Gene is taken, and Scott is like, you know, like he's blasted away. So they're like, oh, maybe he's dead. Bye. Well, we got we got Gene. That's a better, you know, better trade. All of this is going on, and I have it that basically at the facility, at you know, Sinister's lab or whatever, he's working. He's working away on Gene. He's like taking their DNA and testing things out and all of that. Uh, Rogue and Gambit are really not really feeling it. What's going on? They're like, nah, you know, this ain't. Um, this ain't yeah. yeah, she's like, this ain't what I signed up for. Nah. And so there's clear dissent between them. You know, Scott and the remaining X Men, they go to, they find where they are, they go there, they scrap down, you know, big drag out brawl, and they win. I'm, I'm trying to speed this up because I'm taking ages. Sorry. But, no, you know, they take it. They they you know they have a fight. Uh, Sinister gets away, and you know we find that Sinister's been experimenting on mutants. But Sinister gets away. Done and done. And a lot of the kidnapped mutants, we find out it's Sinister who's been taking them. Sinister, take, you know, mm-hmm. they're all freed. Some of them go back to the mansion, and the Marauders, i.e., Gambit and uh, Rogue and Havoc, they make their way back to the X Mansion as well. So it's like, oh, you know, we'll we'll re- rehabilitate you. This is, you know, <coughs> this is your Wanda and Quicksilver situation again. I'm rehashing old plots from MCU. I know, but yeah. this is them being brought in. So that's that. And Scott basically, he's like, now I got my brother. I'm cool. I'll, I'll stay. You know, kind of lead your team so to speak um that would essentially be the end of the film and i would have a mid credit and end credit scene the mid credit scene is now that everything's kind of settled and calm in regards to people kidnapping mutants xavier goes to meet his friend who turns out to be magneto and he's like you know they're sitting there having a real nice talk drinking tea playing chess with that good shit and He's like, oh, you know what? I thought it was you who was taking mutants. And he's like, like you know, I want to, even though you didn't know that I thought that, I want to apologize for thinking that because you're my friend. And, you know, whilst you might have a sterner view than I do, I'm sorry that I thought of you in such a light. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Charles, you know, I thought you knew me better than this, but don't worry, I'm not going to hold it against you. He's like, I don't want, he's like, I don't want anything, I don't want a war with you with humans and I don't want anything from them except a place that mutants can live freely and safely that's all I want and he's like okay cool they're done with their talk and he's leaving and as he goes like Magneto's looking at him and he's like you know smiling at his friend going away and then the smile just drops and it's sort of like the indication is don't worry bro like you know it wasn't me this time but it will be me later and the end credit scene is what be my setup for X Men Two. 
is Sinistar is talking to a, a doctor at another hidden facility and he's talking and you know the doctor's like all that lost data and he's like look don't worry about that data I've got many more labs I've got many more facilities I've got many more mutants I can experiment for years and years and years right this and he's holding like you know Gene's blood in a vial he's like this was the, the most important thing and I kept it so we're good and he's like well what happens if we have to deal with the x-men again he's like you know you need to understand I've got I've always got more plans there's always a plan b plan c plan d all the way to a plan x y and z and he's like if you know if we encounter the x-men and that next time I'll be ready for them you know and he was like you, you sure and he was like yeah I'll be ready for them and he was like because you've got work to do Dr Cornelius like he, he says his name and it's like oh okay and then he look and all you can see is all these test tubes like lining this hallway full of like potential mutants and maybe you can have a cameo one being omega red one being cyber you know tons of different mutants that it could be but obviously i i would highlight that the one in the center of the room it would just literally you would just see it and it will just have an x on it but all the ones lining the walls, it would be like one, two, three in Roman numerals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just going across and then you see X in the middle. And it's like, ooh, could possibly be Wolverine. But, you know, it's a silhouette, so you're not going to see what the person looks like. So you've got no idea what the actor is or whatever. But, yeah. That's my, my take. Thank you, Neil. Um... <laughs> In depth as always, much appreciated. Yeah. I like, I like, I like the, the attention to detail that he brings, man. We're so, Absolutely. we're so random with our thoughts. It counterbalances our, our, our vagisms far better. That's yeah, it. But with your vagisms, you don't ramble on for like forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, but that's because we're too vague. We're too like, yeah, we like this, and we don't want this, and then we like not even thinking about the, the, the intrinsic details of the. Because I like that. I like, I like, I like my my characters and where they're coming from and what they're I like your thing of Scott being young and him being almost the Wolverine character being like I don't want to be tied down I don't want to be tied down I want, I'm here for my brother that's mm -hmm. all I care about and the mm -hmm. whole creating the tension that is important you've got to create tension I would love to, and, I, and I think it's better not to have established teams at the beginning almost to have these groups of people like happenstancing together happenstancing mm -hmm. arrive at yeah. these and then you gradually reveal the fact that they are not even not even they're not even Xavier's kids. They're just at the school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're going out from the school. Create this family and this team. Yeah. yeah, and you do it organically through. I love the I, 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 rogue, um, rogue gambit being on the other side makes sense to mm -hmm. me massively because she would have yeah. followed him, mm -hmm. and, that, yeah. and then he would have been he's on the bad, and he always falls into those bad situations. And then mm -hmm. that makes sense to me. So that that is how I would do the film. I would have that. I want it to be very organic and sort of creating the team as the film goes on. Uh, yeah. Almost like you can still do what Ken said, that planting the seeds of seeing these characters. But I would like to see like their journey towards being a team or, mm -hmm. or getting together being the main part of the story. Like the mutants I picked, I was trying to set them up in a way that it's like, because I must point out and stress the rogue in this in my version of events rogue is rogue the way she is your 90s cartoon x-men right this is the southern belle who can't be beaten up yeah. easily right she can fly mm -hmm. she can yeah. beat the ever-loving shit out of you 
she's super strong. This is not the. Oh, I kiss my boyfriend. Emo, emo rose. No, no, this is the one who's like, you know, you know, you throw a you throw a tank at her, and you know when the tank hits her, throws it back. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, she's like she catch it in midair and toss it the back. I like that, but the thing is that I just think the untapped potential of a rogue Captain Marvel appearance is is is, is so yeah. enticing to me. Mm-hmm. Like I just I want I almost want to have that as part of a Captain Marvel as the end of a as the end of Captain Marvel's journey. Once she is done with whatever they want to do with her, that would be my way of getting rid of her. It's yeah. just so clearly like for me personally that is, and you can introduce rogue as yeah. I always have hanging on with with with. with, with we're still with the touch power because she still mm-hmm. has that, but yeah, because I, I, I have her do that, but yeah. like I, I'd be a bit more, bit more, bit, bit more powerful with it rather yeah. than what she was in the first appearance. But like, yeah, that Captain Marvel scene to me just would be perfect, but perfect because I think me. for me, the reason I didn't have uh, the reason I wouldn't have it specifically be Captain yeah. Marvel is because I would want it that maybe she took the powers and I, I wanted two particular things one. Her power level is because she killed the person she took the powers from. Yeah, yeah, I see Secondly, that. Secondly, yeah. because I would only want her to have the flight, the strength, and the yeah. invulnerability. Yeah, yeah. Right? But if she takes it from Captain Marvel, she's gonna get, you know, the the blast, the projectile energy. I don't want none of that. No, no, no. Like she ain't gonna I be know, that strong. Does she so have, like, have that from Captain Marvel? I don't think she does get it from Captain Marvel. No, she doesn't get it from Captain Marvel, but like. It's a well, no, it's a problem I'd rather not address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, oh, I see. Like, don't confuse it by not letting out yeah. the power to see him in here. Hmm. All right, cool. Well, uh, listeners, that is how um, we all plan to introduce the X Men into the MCU. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show, um, <laughs> gentlemen. Where can we? Uh, where can the listeners find you on social media? Can't find me because I'm a teacher. So you. Yeah, find Chris me is in- the ghost. <laughs> so, um, uh, I'm usually on Andreas underscore Mighty Luke. Um, so you can find me on there. Yeah, you, know? you can find me on Shoot for Moon Picks on Instagram, and that's it. <laughs> and Sasha, find me on Sashman Free on Twitter. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at Kenan Talks Film. Um, please let me know your thoughts on this episode and suggest some movies um, or franchises to discuss in the future. Um, you can catch all our previous episodes on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Um, if you like what we do, um, please like, share, and subscribe and share across social media platforms. Um, if you thought our podcast sucked and we don't know what we're talking about, share ironically and tell everybody, listen to these idiots <laughs> about the X-Men. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, gentlemen. Much appreciated for your time. And um, wait uh, for the episode number 11, where we're going to have our second part of the X Men, where we're going to start casting our new X Men. Um, except Sasha, because he wants all the old ones back. So, I don't know if he's going to join us or not. If you were, I have to say, Sasha will join to carry on his campaign to have Clint Eastwood. Yeah, no, you know what? You know what? Hear me out. I, I'm not going to join that podcast, but 
I'm going to say it here. Scott Eastwood, if you were to recast Wolverine. There you go. Joker. Donald nah, Duck. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. I'll give you that. He's good. Hey, hey it's not about A list stars. It's people upcoming. It kind of helps yeah, him. He has the Eastwood gene. So Don't spoil the podcast. All right. <laughs> Thanks very much, uh, listeners. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Until next time. <laughs>